0: Hello, I'm Phil Svitek, 360 Creative Coach, and it's my pleasure to have you join me for my vlog. Part of the reason that I do this is to highlight my creative journey, so that way I can kind of uh, extract the various lessons I'm learning along the way, as well as highlight to you the various ways that I'm applying the lessons that I teach through my regular content. So as far as the past week, the biggest sort of I don't know if takeaway is the right word, but essentially I'm getting to a point with my feature film where it's coming to fruition, which is very, very exciting because, you know, for like any creative work, I would say 80 to 90% of it, you know, you're kind of talking uh, to various people about it if you are talking about it, but it's from a very kind of conceptual standpoint, even if like, you know, you might have bits and pieces here, but in terms of a you know a movie it's you know you you, a lot of times like when you kind of show something to people you know it's not color corrected visual effects aren't, aren't there music hasn't been fully done it's not mixed right and so it's a lot of like you have to imagine it type of thing and most people can't do that and so they obviously they can't judge the work accordingly and so I'm at a place now last week we recorded um, we did ADR, which is uh, which is uh, auto dialogue replacement, um, and it's it it happens in movies when the production sound that you record isn't as clean as you need it to be. So, for example, if you film in the rain, a lot of times like you're not going to be able to use that sound because the rain is going to be overbearing. So you replace it. Now, a lot of people. You, you would be surprised by the by the amount of dialogue that gets re-recorded on major Hollywood movies. And there's like a, a lot of people, I, I feel at least within my circle, they feel like, oh, um, if you have to do dialogue replacement, it's like the sign of a bad movie, like you didn't capture it right on the day of. That's actually not the case at all. Most Hollywood movies do a lot of ADR. The The kind of problem you run into in terms of ADR when it comes to low-budget movies is that That the ADR sounds like it's ADR, right? When you watch a big Hollywood movie, you don't notice it. And the reason is because um, it's been EQ'd, which is uh, basically you're contextualizing the sound to a space. Um, You know, it sounds like it it was recorded on the day of, even though it wasn't. Um, ADR for low budget movies can sound out of place, like it doesn't belong there. And so, you know, you have to make sure, like, you one of the ways make sure you definitely get room tone uh for whatever room you're in for each of the scenes that you're in so that way you can kind of blend it in a little bit and then you know there's other techniques with the actual uh voice again EQ um is one of those ways but you have to be sort of you have to know what you're doing um as far as you know kind of the interesting thing is uh also about ADR if you're in if you're an actor, a lot of times you don't practice doing ADR, but it's it's integral to your job. But most people don't kind of talk about it or, or um, don't not not that it's not you know people might view it as a skill set, but it's not something that's really taught. And it's kind of very interesting because you know not only do you have to match your performance, but you have to get the timing right. And it is very possible to get the timing right without matching the performance. Conversely, you can get the performance without the timing. So ADR is a marriage of both. And without practice, that can be very difficult for certain actors. It's not a knock on their acting abilities. It's just, this is a different kind of skill set that yes, can be developed, but but again, isn't really harped on. Therefore, uh, most people don't have this practice. So I, in fact, if you are an actor watching this, I would encourage you to take some of your performances and even just into your phone just try to do some ADR and see how well you can match because that'll get you in the habit of doing this. So that way, as you go on in your career and go on to these Hollywood movies who do use ADR, uh, in fact, heavily, as I mentioned, you will be in the habit of doing that and can can nail it, right? So that's that's one quick tip to you. Um, but all that to say, kind of now, you know, with the ADR, like all of the, it's it's just amazing to see a project come to the place where like in the case of this film like it's watchable right uh still stuff needs to be kind of polished but but i would say we're like 90 percent there and you know people can start to really enjoy it and rather than be clad by you know text on screen that says like uh, this will appear here um because it's going to be a visual effect shot whatever the case may be you know they can actually just kind of um uh what's the term um Uh, have a suspension of disbelief and be drawn into the movie. So I'm really excited by that. The other notable thing, um, it's not a highlight by any stretch of the imagination, uh, is, you know, uh, there was a project that I was involved in that was set to um, essentially be released this week. Um, The plug wasn't necessarily pulled on it, but it got delayed. Uh, And in Hollywood speak, that can mean... You know, a number of things. It can mean a short term, like, yeah, it might be delayed for a couple of weeks, maybe a month, whatever the case may be, or it could be delayed indefinitely. And this is so certainly not news that you want to really hear. But what I am proud of and what is noteworthy and, and worth highlighting is the idea that the people that I'm working with have taken it really kind of just in strides. Uh, Most people, when they sort of receive this sort of news, they get really bummed out. And not that it's not bad news, but you know, it really goes back to that adage of, uh, you know, life is ten percent what happens to you, ninety percent how you react. And you know, the people I'm with, they're really showcasing mental toughness, mental fortitude, as I like to call it. And rather than be shaken by this sort of news. Like okay, well, what can we do? What can we control? And how do we kind of stack the deck in our favor? What are our options and so forth? So I'm very happy by that fact, which is why I am a big advocate of mastering mental fortitude. Hence, I wrote the book called Mastering Mental Fortitude, and hence why I continue to do what I do um, because it's just it, it's just a necessary component. You know, you can have all the skills you want, but if if, if you don't have that mental toughness, you know, uh, life's going to kind of Break you down um, unnecessarily. Um, so yeah, um, you know that's kind of something that happened. And by the way, you know part of part of how their understanding of not to be shaken by this is that it happens to every project. It's not exclusive to us, and people have overcome it. There's there are strategies to deploy. In a situation like this and so it's figuring out what those are and kind of moving forward with them and and seeing what sticks and i wish i could give you more details about it but unfortunately i can't you know in hindsight once once it is released uh, i would love to kind of talk about in depth and and tell you those various steps but um but generally there's a blueprint for any situation you face you just kind of go out and find it um generally generally the other sort of note Worthy thing, I guess, um, you know, uh, I've been working on a novel, and it's nearing the the final stages as well as that. And this is kind of a dual side thing, right? So in the sense that I, if if you've been following me uh, and and watch a lot of the stuff that I put out, know that I'm an advocate of asking for help when you need it. And so I'm going to practice what I preach and ask you um, maybe you can help me in the sense that uh, this is a novel that I want to get published. I've done self-publishing and know I can uh, you know, do that if needed, but I would like to learn uh, the traditional publishing route by submitting to agents and editors and publishers and so forth. And so if you have any leads, um, I would greatly appreciate that because my ultimate goal is to see this book be published. You know, and if that means self-publishing, then so be it. But nonetheless, I wanna I wanna go through this process so that way I can learn, and in turn, by learning that process, I can help uh, future aspiring writers uh, sort of ease them through that process. What's been very beneficial for me is there's a lot of resources out there uh, in terms of how how to do this process, writing a career letter, figuring out which publishers. So like, right, I figured out the publishers I can submit to. But, um, but I don't have any connections, and so it would be great to have that connection. Now, if I have to, um, you know, essentially cold email these publishers and editors and agents, so be it. But um, but it would be cool to have a lead if if any of you know anybody. Um, and what's kind of interesting is, you know, for me learning about, like, query letters in general, the, the hardest part for me was... Uh, creating essentially a summary of what the book is you have to kind of overall do it in about like 80 80 words um which isn't a lot and so you have to be you you have to in a short amount of time you have to be very specific and draw somebody in and so that's that's really kind of the art form of it and i feel um, like i've gotten mine into a really good place so i'm very happy about that and kind of taking the next steps forward so I'm excited to kind of update you on that it's probably going to be at least a couple of months still before the book comes out, but nonetheless um, uh, it's, it's even though that sounds like a far away timeline it's it's nearing the the latter stages of of the life cycle uh, you know or the creative life cycle of of this particular thing anyway, those are just a couple of the things that have been going on in the past week a lot of um, rinse wash repeat type of stuff um, but uh, but you know as I kind of mentioned last ep- um last week in a post of mine like sometimes staying the course is very necessary people are always thinking about what's next and in fact what's next is just stay the course anyway uh i appreciate you joining me hopefully uh this has been beneficial to you by all means you can comment or hit me up on social media at phil Tech uh, with any questions you have or anything specific that you do want me to talk about for future stuff i will be happy to do that and um thank you for joining me i hope to see you next time